0: Podcaster, I'm Olivia. It's good to see you kind of all again. Um, happy February, happy Valentine's Day. And in honor of the month and that holiday, we have a very special podcast for you guys. It's called the Savage Love Cast, hosted by Dan Savage, who's a sex advice columnist and now a podcaster, and he's hilarious. And we have the lovely and witty Erin with us here today. Hello. We haven't had you on since for a long time,
1: since Sawbones right? Sawbones. And actually, update to Sawbones. Yes. Um, so, uh, Sydney, mm-hmm. Dr. McElroy, and her sister now have a podcast that they talk about sisterly things. That's awesome! And it's quite delightful. So
0: I'm gonna, so will you come back <laughs> next month and we can talk about that one? Sure. Maybe possible. Is it just called Sisterly Love? Or... No,
1: it's called Still Buffering. I love it. Okay. Mm. I'm gonna go add that to
0: my podcast list <laughs> as soon as this episode is over. Yeah. So that'll be good. Um... But yeah, so that's definitely for next month. Keep an eye out for that. But for now, we're going to talk about some savage love. And Gabs, one of our other lovely editors in chief, um, recommended this podcast to me. We were going to talk about it with her, but her schedule wasn't quite. She's too busy. For she's us. so busy. <laughs>
1: we love her, but she has
0: a lot on her plate, so we figured this would be easy and also fun because I haven't yeah. seen you on the podcast for a while. No. So it's good to have you back. Um, so shout out to Gabs for recommending this podcast to us. And I listened to an episode from the archives, 193 or 194, and then I listened to the three most recent ones. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're pretty much, you know, if you listen to one, you listen to them all, it's kind of the same format where Dan will talk about current events for the first 10 minutes, and then there'll be a break, and then he'll go into the question and answer portion of the podcast. And it kind of struck me, I don't know if you've seen the show Frasier...
1: No, I haven't. But
0: it's it was like a nineties. He was a psychiatrist on the radio and yeah. people called in and answered questions. It reminds me of this podcast reminds me of a realer, funnier just more organic version of what his podcast what his radio show would have been. Mm-hmm. Um and definitely more enjoyable because Fraser's kind of a blowhard and <laughs> just like talks about himself way too much. But Dan's like the real deal and he's irreverent and he swears a lot
1: and all this fun stuff. So
0: did you listen to all the same podcasts? Yes, or I listened
1: to all the same podcasts? ones, except that I haven't listened to the most recent one. Yeah, that's fine. I threw that one on
0: On the Train. Yeah. Um, and I will say, his voice also carries over into his writing. And it's very funny, because people will um, sign in anonymously, and they'll have these acronyms for their names. So one of them was BARF, because the letters just worked themselves up, <laughs> And he'll use the acronym part in his response back. So one of them, oh, it was um, a single cisgendered straight female who was afraid that she had, or her gynecologist called her and she thought she had chlamydia. And it was like seriously distressed or like something, something damsel, but the acronym worked out to be STI. And he was like, dear STI. So I appreciate that kind of quirkiness and fun that he has with it.
1: Um, but what did you think? I So I sort of mixed on it. Um, I was expecting to really like it because mm-hmm. I read, like, Dear Abby and Ask Amy mm-hmm. religiously. Yeah. Not because I, like, particularly find value in the advice that they give, just because I like listening to people's stupid problems. It's kind of like a reality yeah. podcast. Um, but I was sort of middling on this. I think that, like... The whole like transparency about sex and sexuality is a really good thing, but mm-hmm. personally, I'm not that interested in other people's sex lives. So when I was listening to it, I was kind of like, oh, okay, I don't know. Like yeah. it was enjoyable, but I wasn't necessarily like clamoring for more. That's fair.
0: Yeah, I think for me, it was more like the looking through the window into other people's lives yeah. and like seeing what they're up to and seeing what's going on. Um, so if you like reality TV, maybe this is the <laughs> podcast for you. But I agree. I think. If you're not invested, it's like, well, that's great that you want to have a threesome and that you're finding a safe and, you know, a good way to go about that, and that's good that you're asking advice on it, but
1: I'm not looking to have
0: a threesome personally, so I don't care about (laughs) that particularly.
1: Well um, I, I think that part of my problem was that I listened to the interview with Christopher Ryan. That was the first thing oh, that yeah. I listened to, and I found Dan Savage, like, really obnoxious and smug during the interview, that's and that sort of colored everything else that I listened to, even though I enjoyed his sense of humor. I was mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, you're kind of obnoxious at the same <laughs> time, so... I think that's fair.
0: He can come off... Like, there was one... I forget which episode it was in, but there was this girl who wanted to try some, like, and adventure stuff with her boyfriend, and it was... It was gonna get a little graphic-sounding, but she wanted him to come in her nose and then, like, snort it out. I'm glad I did not listen to that. <laughs> and I was kind of... Like, I was taken aback, because that's not anything I've heard about, but instead of Dan just saying, like, okay, I guess if that's something you want to talk about, we can talk about it, his first response was, are you bullshitting me? Because he didn't believe her. And... I think that also took me back a little
1: bit because
0: you, you don't want to tramp on someone's fantasies. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think that in the episodes that I listened to, I liked that he, for the most part, wasn't disrespectful right. to the people who were writing in, even though they were writing in with kind of weird stuff. Um, I'm thinking of the guy particularly who was, like, really into muscles.
0: Oh, right, right, and right, And right, he right. was,
1: like, he, like, had the guy on on the show, like, the on he called in, and they, like, talked Mm -hmm. about it, and I was like, this is really, like, interesting and more in-depth, and this could have gone in a really weird direction, but instead he was actually really helpful, but it's disappointing to know that he was judgmental in that way. Yeah,
0: and I mean, he did, I think it could have been that he was just really caught off guard with that particular caller, and that was his gut reaction, and then he did apologize and say, I didn't mean to, you know, be so blunt about what you're talking, what you're asking advice for, I was just taken aback, and I know that maybe that's why your boyfriend's been taken aback, Mm -hmm. and let's, and then he was more cordial, but his first reaction was very blunt and very bordering on disrespectful, and I was like, yeah, I understand that you're surprised, but you're a professional too, so yeah. maybe rein
1: it in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, if you're like a sex and sexuality right. advice columnist, you should be prepared to get all of the weird exactly questions.
0: And then the poor caller probably felt terrible that it's not something he's heard of before yeah. and can be professional about. It's like, well, does that make me weird for asking about this? Because mm-hmm. people are insecure enough about their bodies and about mm. all of this stuff, so it's hard, and then on top of that, to have the person you're asking advice from say, mm-hmm. that's weird. Yeah, but have you ever heard a podcast? I've since I'm so new to podcasting, I've never quite heard a podcast that talks specifically about this in this particular way. Do you know if there's anything else like this out here I'm out there? I'm
1: sure there is. I've listened to advice podcasts before, but not sex advice podcasts. But I'm sure that they're out there. Yeah. So I guess compared to like Dear Abby. You
0: like them better
1: than... Yeah, well, it's not a podcast. Well, it's just, yeah. like, on online. I like Dear... I love Dear Abby because she's so sassy, but she's, like, so cordial at the same time because yeah. people write in with the stupidest shit. She was doing um, a reflection on, like... She posted a couple of, like, reruns last week on mm-hmm. people who wrote in about gay people in their life mm-hmm. about one lady who... Uh, had gay neighbors that she really liked and were great, like, assets of their community but she saw them kissing once and wrote them a note that said that they shouldn't kiss because it was disturbing to, like, everyone in the neighborhood and they were mad at her and she was like, I don't know why they're mad at me, and dear Abby, like, in a very cordial way was like, you're an idiot. Yeah, (laughs) because you're a terrible person. So, Uh yeah, I like that. And mostly, I just enjoy reading it to waste my time. Right, In the same way, I guess I listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's, that raises a good question, though. Do you think maybe a podcast isn't the right medium for that kind of advice column? Do you think maybe things are better if they're written down?
1: Yeah, I don't know, because I felt like a lot of the questions, not all of them, I think there were some that were more in-depth, but a lot of the questions were really surface-level. Like People would ask questions yeah. and be like, there's an obvious answer to this. So if you're like just reading a quick thing on right. the internet, you know... Mm-hmm. Then it's like, oh, yes, this person gets their answer, and it's, like, mildly interesting. Now they right. click away to the next thing. But, like, then having, like, devoting a whole half hour to, like, surface-level questions that have an obvious answer maybe is not necessarily the most interesting thing. That may, Yeah, no, I agree. Because I
0: was reading, like I said, I read his a few snippets of his advice column, and that felt more organic when I was listening to his advice. I feel like it just read better than it mm-hmm. sounds. I don't, I don't
1: know. Yeah, I really liked the one person who wrote in about getting along with her dad. It wasn't even a sex question. Oh yeah, with the fo- th- like about football? About football, and I think that was definitely the most interesting to me, even as someone who's like not interested in football. They like right. really broke down her problem with her dad and, mm-hmm. you know, like went really in depth, and that was more interesting to me than the one girl who's like, oh, my ex-boyfriend owes me money, what do oh, I yeah. do? You're I, like, yeah. okay, it's just, like, like, use some common sense. Yeah. You'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, I really did like the football one, especially since he brought, like, the football professional on who was like, well, mm-hmm. the thing you know about this team that, like, as a listener, I didn't know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the girl who was asking about the money problem, I was like, oh, honey, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you just gotta... Cut your losses.
1: hmm
0: Um... But I feel like that's kind of what advice columns are for. Like, you just want someone who is a non-biased third party yeah. to tell you what you already know. Yeah, it's sort of more of a sounding way.
1: board than exactly. an actual, like, person that's giving you
0: advice. Right. Because some, like you said, they're really common sense, and you hear a question, and you're like, well, of course you know the answer. You
1: already yeah. wrote the answer in your question. You just want someone to deny it, and so you don't mm-hmm. feel bad about it. Which, like, I've written those letters before to, like, professors. I'm like, I need your advice. And, like, right. once I, like, write the letter, even before I send it, I'm like, oh, I know the answer to this now that i put it in writing. I'm exactly. Like, oh, this is really obvious what I should do. Yeah. So I guess it is good
0: that those people Mm -hmm. exist, because you're right, they're sounding boards, and it's kind of a person more talking to themselves
1: than talking to the professional. And what was interesting to me is a lot of people would be like, I talk to my friends about it, and they all say this one thing, but I'm not going to listen to them. I'm going to write (laughs) it to you, so you can tell me the same thing that my friends have already told me.
0: But it sounds much more professional coming from this third party. That is funny. I know, (laughs) I feel like some people are just in denial Mm -hmm. about stuff. And I always wonder, because I can't tell if these recordings that he gets are phone calls that are messages that he hears later, or if yeah, they're ever in the so. moment. Okay, I think
1: that they are like messages because they like said something about like leaving a callback number. Oh yeah. Um, okay. And then if they want to go more in depth, then they call him and do something live. Because I don't, th- I don't know. Just the idea of. Not only
0: talking to another person about these problems, but then talking to another person on, like, a syndicated thing
1: where other people can hear your problems. Mm-hmm. What if someone recognizes you? Was, I found it most interesting was the people who called, like, the, some people would call in and it was clear that they had written down mm-hmm. exactly what they were going to say yeah. to him and were just, like, sort of reading off the letter. And then there, was, there were other people who were just going off the cuff who were all over the place and just yeah. like telling all this extraneous information and then being like and tell me what I should do and I would come out and be like I don't know exactly what they were asking there was one guy I think he he sounded really out of breath I thought
0: he was maybe at the gym when he was recording it but then maybe he was pacing I don't know but it was very distracting to hear him like I mean the poor guy was obviously in distress but I was like stop Panting so much. I oh, give yeah. Was it that
1: that guy who his like girlfriend had just broke up with him? Yes. And he was really <laughs> just like of, just like had all of these complaints.
0: I was <laughs> like, maybe you needed to like put down the line, take a deep breath, yeah. and then call in with your question. Yeah. Um. <sighs> Actually, it's funny. I was listening to the one today, and there was someone with the name of a person I recognized. I mean, it's a very common name. But I thought it was maybe someone I knew from like middle school, high school era. And I was like, could it be this person? Then I was listening and I was like, I don't know. I'm teetering on believing it's this person or not. But one can
1: only hope. (laughs) You're going to have to like stalk them on Facebook and figure out their like relationship (laughs) issues.
0: Did you secretly request the threesome? But that also, I don't know if that feels stalkerish. I'll let you know. I'll That's not stalkerish at all. I would stuff. definitely do that. I will keep you posted outside of podcast land. And yeah. Let me know if it was the person I think it is. Um, <laughs> if it is, no judgment. Yeah. It's cool. I just... Shout out if it's you. Um, but, I don't know. And I wonder, how did you feel... Did you listen to any of the ones that had, like, political politics tournaments at the beginning? Yeah,
1: so I listened to the one where he talked about the, like, New Hampshire primary... Yep, I Um, heard that one, too. Which was interesting, because I mostly agreed with him on everything, so I was like, yeah! (laughs) But I also wonder, like, is there going to be anybody who's, like, who's listening, who's not going to agree? Because he's definitely targeting, like, a very specific demographic. And I honestly don't think that we are in this demographic, as far as, like, we're straight, white, cis people. So I think his demographic definitely probably tilts more LGBT
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so yeah I was interesting but I was like yes I agree with you so good job yeah
0: I know I really I did appreciate that too but all, at the same time I was like can we talk about the relationship stuff yeah because I think he said a lot of good things but he said a lot of the same thing as mm-hmm. well and I was like this is really good yay but also can we move on yeah a little bit But, um, I wonder if that's probably just because of the the atmosphere and the climate of the country and Mm -hmm. all the politics stuff that's happening. Um, so I don't know if... Actually, I feel like from a few years ago, there weren't as many current events because it just wasn't as big an issue
1: in, like, Yeah, for not in an election year, you know? Right.
0: So that could just be for this year. And that's totally cool because it is important to talk about, um... So that brings up an interesting question, like because we're not, like you say, the exact target demographic of this podcast. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting to listen to these things, and it kind of opened my eyes a little bit to like, oh yeah, these are of course things that we should be aware of, if not talking about, mm-hmm. maybe not in so much detail, that they talk about yeah. it. But do you think, I mean, did you feel excluded listening to the podcast, or no, was it just fine?
1: I was fine with it, and I mean, I've listened to him before on like This American Life, um, he's mm-hmm. contributed to that a lot, and I've listened to, like, every single freaking episode of This American Life, <laughs> so I sort of, like, knew what to expect as far as, like, what he talks about. Um, didn't differ that much. Um, okay. But what about you?
0: Well, I went to Smith, so all of this was, like, still well within my wheelhouse. <laughs> um, but I've never heard a podcast like this before. I mean, I was aware of some of these things, and of course... I think LGBTQ issues are important and we should talk about them and everyone should feel comfortable talking about them. But, no, no, that's all. Like, I didn't feel uncomfortable listening to any of these things. No.
1: The only, like, big difference is on This American Life, there's not profanity. And so, listening to it, I was like, there is a lot of profanity in this, which, like, I swear all the time, but it's, I feel like it's a lot different listening to it from, you know, somebody who's, like, ostensibly a professional, right. you know, doing their professional <laughs> job. What? So it was a little jarring at first, and then I got used to it, and I was fine. Yeah. I'm not offended by profanity, so no, me I was either. just like, but yeah, I, was, I was, was a little surprised. It's true, because, yeah, you don't expect, like, Ira Glass never,
0: does Ira Glass ever swear? I don't think so. No. Like, he's super, and I think the podcasts I've heard up until this point are super clean. Um, yeah. It's refreshing, I think, and I think it plays into his shtick of being, like, the kind of crass, smart, Mm -hmm. friend, or not uncle, but, like, the person you'd go to that's like, well, just sit down, let me
1: tell you a thing. And I wish I had looked him up a little more, but, like, does he have any qualifications or is this just, like, his, (laughs) like, life experience and, like, personal interest? To Wikipedia. To Wikipedia. I have a feeling that he doesn't have any, like, specific qualifications to be. I don't think so. He's not, like, a sex... Sex, sex person that's not job. Job. <laughs> like a. Like there's like people who like study sex and sexuality right, like, yes. that's, what that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Yeah
0: No, he's just an well, according to Wikipedia, he's an American author, media pundit, journalist, and activist for the LGBT community. He writes the internationally syndicate oh, oh, his column is internationally syndicated, Savage love.: um. Nah, I don't think career. He's from Wisconsin. It doesn't. It just sounds like he's a. He worked. In, he was a theater director for a while. Um, I think it was just his weekly column. He had a weekly. Yeah, column. Yeah, and, and just like pers- personal, personal interest. It. Yeah, S- sort I of don't thing. Think. Yeah, I don't think he's. I'm really happy. I didn't know, because the first episode I listened to, he just mentioned his partner, but then in later episodes he mentioned his husband, and I looked it up, and he got married in 2005 to Terry Miller, and now they have a son. Or, they've had a son for a while, but when did they? December 9th? But I was, I was like, yay! Good!
1: Get <laughs> married!
0: Exactly. So I was just happy. That was happy news, because I was like... Like I, I forgot what I was telling, but I was like, his partner and the person, I said, well, did you say husband or did you say partner? I was like, oh, I didn't look that up. I don't know. But yay, so husband. Yes. So husband. And he was one of the first of 11 couples to receive a Washington marriage license when it became legalized, which is awesome. Interesting. So, thanks Wikipedia. <laughs> super helpful. So yeah, I don't think... But that's, yeah, it's like, do you need a qualification to talk about this stuff, or yeah. offer advice? Yeah, and I'm, like,
1: wondering about, like, all the other advice columnists, and I don't think they... So, Dear Abby's mother was Dear Abby, and then the first Dear oh. Abby died, and then she took over Dear Abby, so... <laughs> I guess that's, like, you're, like, born into the dynasty of Dear <laughs> Abby, qualified. I don't know anything about Ask Amy or her life, yeah. so... Qualified via, like, lineage? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Which is interesting, because it's, I guess, what do you look for when you look into asking for a, a quote-unquote specialist to help yeah, you with your
1: questions? Yeah, because I think that, like, if I was going to go outside my friend group for advice, I would want to go to somebody who was an expert and, like, had some sort of qualifications, I right. guess. Would you ever write into a advice columnist? Not necessarily Dan Savage, but <laughs> any advice columnist. I think I'm too wimpy. I think I would just ask my... probably ask
0: my mom, to be completely honest, Mm -hmm. and and ask my friend group, and then just stick within that realm, and hem and haw, and flip a coin, and cry about it, and dream about it, and then finally come to a decision. But I guess it depends on the question, like a career question. Like you were saying, you'd write into a professor, and then kind of come to that decision through just the writing process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But maybe if it were like a money question, or a question about a mortgage, or getting a house, or something that was really out of my wheelhouse. Then you'd
1: go to, like, the bank and, like, talk to a financial advisor. You wouldn't, like, write in to some person in a newspaper.
0: Yeah, I can't think of an instance where I would go to Dear Abby or go to someone, professional or not, who Mm -hmm. I would
1: think was, like, the holy grail of answers. I know, I always think, like, for personal problems, I feel like I would just go to, yeah, my mom or my, like, friend group, but I guess there are people who don't have... A solid friend group or read like mm. personal resources yeah. and they reach out, but it didn't That's seem like that when people were writing in. Yeah, they would like say, like I've talked to my friends, mm hmm, and be like, Why is that not sufficient for you? I
0: know, especially since they're all like clearly you would hope your friends are reliable and know you well enough that
1: you know they yeah. know you better than a stranger. Yeah, they know you better than Dan Savage knows <laughs> you at least, right. and they know your relationship probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe if say they you want some like distance. Which you is, you know, like, yeah. that's valid, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess if you want a clear, clearer, unbiased perspective. Yeah. But if it, it kind of sounded like for some of these things that people knew what they wanted to hear and were <laughs> hoping that Dan would say, like, your friends are all wrong yeah. and full of garbage and this is the right answer. But you didn't, of course, <laughs> because your friends are usually right about you. If you ask them a question and they care, and if you do have really, really crappy friends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like if they genuinely like you and want what's best for you, yeah. they'll offer unbiased, helpful,
1: hopefully helpful advice. But yeah, I don't know. Would you ever go to a. No, absolutely no. not. I can't even think of, like, any ridiculous circumstance. My only dream is to, like, eventually go on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Oh, um, I've not heard that, but it sounds like a riot. Because a he riot. just, like, officiates people's disputes, so I'm like, <sighs> I need to get a dispute so I can go on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I like it. But that's not, not <sighs> actually like for advice I just no. want to be on the Judge John Hodgman podcast
0: you could always do the. does he bring in guests to co-officiate yeah sometimes you he does do you don't have to be in the dispute. oh yeah I could just be an expert witness yes exactly it kind of reminds me of like the podcast more. I'm sure more civilized version of the Jerry Springer show where people yeah. just yell at each other back and forth so there's more structure on the podcast there's a little
1: more structure but yeah <laughs> that sounds pretty interesting is it funny? Is it's it super amazing? funny. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious. I was yeah, I was yeah. listening to it uh, when I was had a data entry job, and I would just like crack up in my cubicle. <laughs> just, um, just getting podcast recs.
0: More <laughs> right, for more episodes in the future. Um, so yeah, I don't think. I don't know, like could I just start a podcast giving advice with my expert opinions? Because I do to
1: listen to a couple of other advice podcasts, like Dear Hank and John or Hank and John Green, they have like a advice podcast. Mm-hmm. And their podcast is really interesting because it's not necessarily like these surface level questions, it's more like bigger, broader life questions, right. and also like a mix of science questions, or like what if this happened? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. You know, like yeah, what if you poured water on the sun? <laughs> Type question. I like
0: that because that's more speculation, and yeah. if you have the
1: qualification,
0: like mm-hmm. they're science people, yeah, then you
1: can say like, well, statistically speaking, this would happen. Yeah. So those, yeah, they're more speculative, but they're also like advice, I guess. But I don't think I would even, though I think they're hilarious and very insightful, think mm-hmm. I would ever write in with my personal problems. I may write in with a speculation question, but... <laughs> like, if the gravity got sucked out of the earth? Yeah. What would <laughs> Hank and... What was it? Uh, dear Hank and John, it's Hank and John Green, the Log it. Brothers. Okay. Who... The guy who wrote Paper Towns.
0: Oh, right. So. Okay. I
1: knew the name Green sounded familiar. I was like, why have I heard that? <laughs> Green. It's a very average <laughs> name, so... <laughs> Probably, yeah, everywhere. John Green, also the name of my high school Spanish teacher. Was he related to the John Green? No, I don't think so. My Spanish teacher was a Thai model before he became a Spanish
0: teacher. (laughs) Which I didn't believe until another classmate from another year was like,
1: no, he showed us pictures of him modeling ties in catalogs. Not related to this podcast at all, but my 7th grade English teacher was auditioned to be Luke Skywalker and was in the top three. Oh
0: my god. Yeah. You could have been so close to having Luke Skywalker as
1: your teacher. Well, he probably, probably Mark Hamill would have been my English teacher. (laughs) My actual English teacher got the parts. That's true. So you never would have known (laughs) Luke Skywalker. That's okay.
0: Um, oh, but I was going to say, because that's an interesting point about the more speculative um, advice people. There was a radio show, I don't know if it's a podcast now, I don't know if it's still on the air, but um, it was called Click and Clack the Car Talk Guys. Yeah, and my I was, dad listened to them My dad did lot. too. So I feel like maybe for that kind of thing, where you know something's wrong with something, like an appliance in your mm-hmm. household, and you know that you need to get it fixed, but you don't want to pay for an estimate... You don't want to bring your car in just yet. Then you could call in and be like, well, this is broken. Can you tell me what you think might be wrong? And then
1: they're also really entertaining to listen to. Yes, they were. With, like, the bonus of getting advice. Yeah. You also get to, like, talk to these super entertaining guys.
0: So maybe I would do something like that. Like, if my phone were on the fritz... Please don't break phone. I need you to work. Mm. But, like, if my computer were doing something or a piece of technology weren't working and I didn't want to pay just yet to get someone to look at Mm. it, you could call in and be like, well, it's making this
1: sound and
0: it blinks every five minutes.
1: What do you think is wrong? Yeah. I also think it would be more interesting to me if he was actually talking to the people rather than listening to their questions. Mm -hmm. Because then he would be able to be more informed. Because there were a couple of times where he was like, I don't know if this is the case, but if it is... Whereas if I think the person was on the phone, and I mean it, logistically, I know that would be really difficult, but, right. you know. Frazier did it. Why can't you no. Yeah. Click and clack
0: did it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder... So I wonder, do you think this would work better... Ooh, I should turn this off. As, like, a live radio show, as, a, as opposed to a podcast, yeah. where it's not a recording, but it's just
1: people organically calling yeah. in, and... Maybe, I mean, I think that he probably does some amount of prep for this, which is why he doesn't, right, you know, do live call, like, he... Re- Gets the questions and then sort of preps his answers to them, right. and a live call-in wouldn't be as like you wouldn't be able to do as much prep. Mm.
0: So that's true. I know now. I'm thinking of organic chart or not organic, but like really organized charts where it's like this person called in about the question this day, but I'm going to have them call back in on this day, and I'm yeah. going to prep my answer between mm-hmm. them, and that just gets crazy confusing. Yeah. So it's probably better to do it this way, but yeah, I feel like a piece of that natural conversation flow is missing when he just...
1: I also think it could be really interesting if he just did, like, if he did a call-in, but, like, just did one person. I was thinking that, So he could go really in-depth into a problem. Um, And then you might get, like, less surface level, like, what should I do? My boyfriend owes me money. Type questions. Yeah. And, like, more complicated relationship questions. Yeah, I feel like that's what was also
0: missing, that it was all just Mm -hmm. surface... I actually would like, an, well, maybe one or two calls. Yeah. I feel like maybe one call would be like, yeah, they're still talking about this too one much. person's like, Yeah, just like stuff. one or two. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that would, because then he could still have time to prep and think about it and be mm-hmm. like, okay, well, we'll listen to the question, take a commercial break, come back and talk about the question, and then yeah. take another commercial break, and that's a new person. Yeah. Um, but it reminded me, I feel like he gave really good advice to one, I think it was an older guy, who... Was having marital problems with his wife, in the fact in in that they weren't as intimate as they used to be. I don't know if you heard of this guy. I don't think so. But he was, like, at a conference for work, and he one of his coworkers. They get along really well, and there was a, an emotional connection in a moment. Yeah. And he was afraid, like, what the implication meant about him and his wife and his relationship and all this stuff. And I feel like that was something that was handled really well on the episode, and that there was a little bit of depth with that question and like Dan offered mm-hmm. some good advice about what he could do, talk to his wife about it, be direct, all of this stuff, but that it could have been longer, handled better, I don't yeah. know, that it was there wasn't enough time to talk about it because mm-hmm. it's an interesting question and I don't know, you know, a lot of people feel differently about spouses or partners cheating on them and like mm-hmm. how they handle it and what their gut reaction is, but that was something that he's not judgmental about. Yeah. Um...
1: Which is nice. Because that's his, like, whole MO, though, is, like, monogamy is overrated, slash, we're not programmed (laughs) for that. That's true. Do Do you think we're programmed for monogamy? I don't know, but I think that... What I thought when he was doing the interview with that author, Christopher Ryan, was oh, that yeah. he was giving way too much credit to, like, the monkey brain, like, we're not programmed for this, and you should have <laughs> been just, like, holding people more accountable for their actions, like, yeah. even if your monkey brain is telling you to be, like, unfaithful, you need to hold that person accountable for actually being unfaithful, and right. not just, like, blame it on their monkey brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he also says reptile brain a lot. Oh, maybe yeah. That's <laughs> no, it's definitely monkey. But I
0: feel like yeah, that yeah. It's like okay, I understand that you think that. That's fine. But also, this person ruined our relationship because they decided to do this thing yeah. that I'm not happy about. Don't I? It's like you don't have the right to be angry about it because that's yeah. not how we're program. But
1: then I was surprised when he gave advice to that girl who was like thinking about cheating with her her sister's boyfriend, oh, yeah. and she also had her own boyfriend, and he was like, don't do that, like, that's mm-hmm. a terrible decision, yeah. you're gonna, like, ruin everything, just like, yeah, chill, yeah, chill out, <laughs> well, yeah, oh, and then there was, oh, I think
0: it was on the advice column itself that um, this girl was with, and I think they were both in their 30s, but her boyfriend had a child with another... Ex and she was. She was like, I stumbled across this on the internet. I e she snooped, yeah. um, or he assumed that she snooped, and she found in um, uh, compromising photos of her boyfriend with his ex's sister. Mm-hmm. And she was like, What do I do? He had a relationship with his ex's sister. This is terrible. What like? Oh my god! And he was like, Well, first of all. If you stumbled across it by mistake, I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> ideally you probably snooped for it, so that's on you, because you looked for something and you found it. But also, figure out if it's something that your boyfriend is very remorseful about, or if he's yeah. likely to do it again. Also, do you even have a sister? Yeah. Like, <laughs> think about the issue before you cry about it was kind of the vibe I was getting. But, yeah, accountability. hmm Woo. Yeah. I don't know. But it, I guess... In it like a, I always feel like with reality TV in general, it's like, well, my life might not be going the way I want to, but at least I don't have that problem. And I'm not saying that about this podcast because these are not by any means problems; they're just situations that people are asking questions about. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's what reality TV is kind of for. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's so nice that the biggest problem in your life right now is whether to buy the four thousand dollar or three thousand dollar wedding dress. Yeah, <laughs> suspending reality for a while. Um, and or at least I don't have that person's problems. <laughs> yes, also that. Um, I don't know, like taking solace in other people's misery. Yeah, is nice. Sure We're you're bad better. people. <laughs> Make sure you feel better about
1: yourself. I'll yeah. Everyone maybe everyone does it. I hope everyone does it. I don't know. I love reality television, so no judgment coming from this direction. <laughs> Thank you. I know. I feel.
0: I feel bad for thinking that, but I'm like, it can't just be
1: me, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's what real. There's a whole network for it, so clearly it must not just be me. Multiple networks. (laughs) Yes, that's true. TLC Lifetime. Bravo. Bravo. Oh, yeah, E. Is is E more just fashion? That's like like Kardashians. I've watched that before. I love the Kardashians. (laughs) I've watched the special where they went... Where did they go on vacation somewhere really cool? Oh, I forget. They recently went to St. Bart's. Ooh, I don't think I saw... This was a few years ago. Um... But so much drama. Yeah. All the dramas. Um, but I guess I also like that about this podcast, that nobody's... Like, the t- the questions are service questions,
1: but nobody's superficial or excessively dramatic. At least not yeah. that I've heard so far. Um, there were a couple of questions where I was, like, feeling a lot of judgment from, like, the partner that was calling in, or, like, mm. the partner they were talking about. Yes! Which was... But then also... Dan Savage would call that out and be like, mm-hmm. this does not seem like a fair assessment of the situation.
0: There was one, I think it was last week's, and it was about a man who called in about his wife, and he was like, is this a problem that just my wife has? Oh, yeah.
1: That guy? And, like, a bunch and of people, people called in. And all called in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God.
0: And they were like, dude, maybe the problem's with you. Maybe <laughs> you should not forget about blaming your wife and assess yourself first. Yeah. And, like, be generous about your partner. Ugh. Yeah, I wanted to punch that guy in the face. <laughs> he was the worst. So I'm really glad that all of the other callers were like, yeah. hey, get your act together. <laughs> were you thinking of him when you were talking about yeah. that? Yeah, and
1: there was the the one boyfriend who called, like, basically in tears because of his girlfriend who had oh, just broken yeah. up with her and was like, "Uh, you know, you guys broke up, so... <laughs> how he, I forget how old he to was he He was, like, know? 25 or something. Probably old enough to know better, mm. but also like this is the worst I will ever feel.
0: Man, pain.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I was actually listening to another pod. Well, it's their um, their gamers on a YouTube channel, and they play video games and critique them. But on Valentine's Day, one couple does date Grumps, and the other couple or the other pair of friends does um, Single Train. Hmm. And they were reviewing a game called it was like Bratz Diamonds. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Um, I, will, I will shorten the, tr- the trajectory of the story, but then they just turned it into a podcast because they were like, I can't play this game anymore. The graphics are terrible. And you're just like walking around a mall is the only thing you do. Nice, um, But it ended up turning to this cool like bro podcast between this younger guy and this older guy. And they were talking about how like on Valentine's Day, it's not just about loving your partner, even if like you can love a partner if you have not but you also have to love yourself and love your friends. Mm-hmm. And it was nice. And where was like, oh, I was tying this into that other story because one of them was talking about his college girlfriend's his relationship with his college girlfriend and how it ended, and him just sitting in the corner and he was like, this is the worst I will ever feel. And then him, like, 36, looking back on that and being like, dude, grow up. <laughs> yeah. Be an adult. You don't even know what you're going to go through. So. I feel like that maybe was what that guy was mm-hmm. going through in that, in that moment. <laughs> just like, man pain. Ugh.
1: Yeah. Thirty six minutes. That's good. That's good. Would you can you would not
0: continue listening to this podcast or would you?
1: Um, I might. So here's my problem. I don't have any podcasts that update on Mondays. Uh Just like coincidentally, or like I have like one or two but they're not consistent. Mm -hmm. And so then I have to like go into like the back catalogs of podcasts that I don't regularly listen to to find just something to listen to. So like Mm -hmm. if I was like, I'm gonna listen to a podcast but I'm up to date on all of my other podcasts. Like I often am on Mondays Yes (laughs) Then I might go back and listen to it That's fair, yeah Um, Does
0: that date on Tuesdays? Yeah, I think think so
1: And it's weekly Yeah Which is
0: nice Yeah, that's fair I think I'll leave it in my queue for now I feel like I'll probably just come around to it next Valentine's Day When I feel like rifling through the backlogs of romance And Mm -hmm. just checking up on what's going on Or maybe I'll keep listening to it for all the politics talk Cause that's just like, listen to the first, like, ten minutes. Yeah. And <laughs> you're like, okay, <laughs> done. This, yeah, this is what's going on in North Carolina. Cool. Because I feel like with politics news, there's a lot of bites, bite pieces everywhere, mm-hmm. and you get, like, just the topical stuff. But he also provides an assessment
1: on what mm-hmm. is going on. Well, if you ever want an assessment, I you can, can just let me know. Me know. I know, but
0: <laughs> you told me that Scalia died, because I was like, oh, news, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> Everything in politics is terrible, and... Trump is terrible. Actually, he kept calling in one of his um, articles. He was like, in case, you're tu- in case you're... It was like all about trust and stuff, and all the bad things that your partner could be doing behind your back ended with something about Donald Trump. <laughs> it was like, cheating on you, doing this, Donald
1: Trump, doing this, doing this, attending Donald Trump meetings, doing this, doing this, Going at, going out with Donald Trump. Um, a member of my family is divorcing her husband for many reasons, but among them, it is because he is a Trump supporter. So it was time to cut those ties. Yeah, good for her. I think she needed. I think, I think she think it was just like a final push. Was yeah. like, oh, you support Donald Trump? You're <laughs> the worst. Uh, we can probably we could just have an episode talking about how terrible Trump is. Yeah, there wouldn't be a podcast. It would just be it like the like American <laughs> lunatics.
0: There was, I, this is the last tangent I'll do about Trump, but I was reading an Esquire interview with him for my magazine class, and he apparently kicked out an interviewer from a magazine, because the poor guy had a cane, and he was making fun of him for it, and then kicked him out of the interview. That's so sad. You are
1: terrible, you are garbage.
0: Ugh. And then the other, and then the guy from the Esquire magazine came in, he was like, I was right to come in with the business suit because I didn't get made fun of and didn't get kicked out (laughs) because I knew that I'd had to be prepared for this terrible person. It's so arbitrary, though. It's just, like, the thing that he chooses to hate that day. Yeah, right. You come in with exactly his haircut, and he's like, I don't like you, get out. Yeah. Uh, But I just felt so bad for that other interviewer. I was like, well, maybe you dodged a bullet because you didn't have to interview him, (laughs) and you got to leave early. Yeah. But... Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's all we got yeah. on Savage Love. It's interesting. I would give it a listen if you're looking to hear about advice or love advice or just Are really you, like,
1: snooping it. on other people's love problems? Yes. That's probably one of the best
0: reasons to listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's entertaining. If you're not averse to swearing, it's extra entertaining. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, three out of five hearts, I think. And hopefully we'll be doing one of the podcasts you recommended to me next time. It's also like really the million cool. podcasts that I talk about. It might be still buffering. I might have to go with that because I miss talking about. It's super delightful. People. So. And after Savage, maybe we need some like some nice cool female hosts yeah. back in the ring. Agreed. So that'll be good. Cool. Well, until next time, listeners, I hope you had a wonderful and happy Valentine's Day, Galentine's Day, Palentine's Day, self-love in Tine's Day, whatever whatnot. (laughs) And we'll see you next month. Bye. Bye.